planet, planet Earth's a rocket wagon train upon a journey. And what if aliens don't fight an actress named Seth Gurney? We're not a bunch of geeks who live in basements, sleep on futons, but who wouldn't stream our podcast if we're calling it Space Croutons. It's an intergalactic, robot automatic, moon dust sporadic trip around the sun. It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phaser set to fun. It's Space Crew Talk. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple cute. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add Space Crew Talk for lunch. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With Space Croutons. Once again, friends, it's me, Curdy Clammerwood, back with more of Space Croutons, podcasting from our home on wheels, Van Helsing, a penthouse of a mobile studio in the back of an old Appalachian dental examination vehicle, strategically parked in yet another secret location somewhere in the great wide world. Let me begin this podcast by telling you how impressed I am with every single one of the strange and unexplainable stories you've sent us so far. It's your trust and support that's led me to realize it's time to give you, our listeners, a better picture of how this whole situation came about. As smart as I pretend to be, (laughs) this wasn't my idea. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's like my dad used to say, Give credit where credit's due, and then cover my tab down at Guppy's Tavern. He won't let me back in until it's paid up. And speaking of paying bills, let's plug one of our independent sponsors with a little number from the Wyatt Knott band called Chameleon Tea. said to me I'm not sure I whispered while I sip chameleon tea perhaps I'll do an interview for the news at half past three I'll go downtown so they can crown me emperor of the sea well good luck he offered and he just shook his head Best you didn't tell them yesterday you were dead I just shrugged my shoulders, I'll get a dog instead If you do, you know that you will have to share Share the bed Words are words and life is life, they make no sense Seldom does tomorrow stay in future tense Time is ours to borrow even before we start It's guaranteed it will indeed try To 
How's that for going with the flow and keeping your head above water? And that's a pretty good segue into what's on deck here. What I'm about to play you is a series of old-school audio cassettes that came to me through the mail about six weeks before we started podcasting. Well, I thought it pretty strange at the time, but looking back on it now, I sincerely believe I made the right decision for me and for you listeners out there. But rather than drone on about what you're going to hear, why don't I just go ahead and play the first tape? Hello, Mr. Clammerwood. As you are listening to this right now, I can assume you have opened the package and found inside this cassette tape labeled Play Me First, as well as two more cassettes and a vintage cassette player for your use. A more complete inventory of the box will or has already revealed additional items, such as keys to a used commercial van and the address of the car dealership where you will find it already purchased in your name, and most importantly, an envelope containing $55,000 in cash U.S. to persuade you of the seriousness of the offer I am about to make. I hope you find this intriguing enough to continue listening to cassette number two in order to hear what I have to say. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds, so put it down quickly! Just kidding. This is a normal audio tape, not an episode of an old television thriller co-opted by an aging action star who molded it into a box office juggernaut movie franchise that tells the same far-fetched story over and over, filled with impossible stunts, tedious car chases, and pointless explosions. Now, please switch to tape two. So, you can imagine, with a stack of bills higher than the elevation of Lake Titicaca, what do you think? Of course I was intrigued. So I immediately played tape two. Hello again, Mr. Clamberwood. Or at this point, perhaps I should call you Curdy. Believe me, I shudder to do so, but I will... You don't know me, Curdy, but I've been biding my time, waiting for this exact moment to make contact with you regarding a situation that could prove either glorious or dangerous. Get down! Stay off the record player! As I was saying, a situation that could prove glorious or dangerous for the human race as a whole. How do I know what I know? Years of research, investigation, and logical reasoning based on cutting-edge mathematical and scientific methods understood only by the greatest minds of our time. And luck, yes, of course, but trust me, it was lots of the former and just a smidge of the latter. But as it is true, so there it is. Until now, I have kept my observations to myself. But as I have continued to find more and more evidence supporting my theory, 
Sparkles, I said get down. <clears throat> I've concluded that time is running short, and for the sake of humanity, I must reveal to the world what I know is true and ask them to believe it. No, no, don't go to cassette three yet. That pause was for dramatic effect. I haven't made my offer, have I? Please stay with me. To bring my findings to the world, I need a proxy, a face to mask my identity, a layer of protection to keep me and my information safe until the people of Earth are convinced of the validity of my revelations. This has led me to conduct an internet search that brought to light your existence, followed up by an extensive background check into your life history and daily activities. And based on my findings, I choose you, Curdy Clamorwood, to bring to the world's attention a most startling and, dare I say, mind-blowing conclusion. Oh, bollocks. Hang on. Mine is worse than the movie. Anyway, I apologize for sending this message via audio cassette, such a rudimentary means of interaction, but ultimately it provides a layer of secrecy that is not assured when communicating via computer, as I believe you will come to appreciate as we proceed. So, let's proceed with my offer. I will hand over to you the entirety of my research and proof of my claims. Additionally, I will provide you with a platform to disseminate this information and win over converts to our side by asking others to affirm what I already see happening through adding their own anecdotal evidence to the stack, resulting in a worldwide movement to take on what could be the most difficult choice mankind has ever had to make. You may well ask yourself, what is the platform I have chosen for you to disseminate my data and accumulate that of others around the globe? Well, the answer is obvious. I believe we should take advantage of the most brilliant tool ever developed for the World Wide Web. You will host one of those podcast thingies. One with a cute name and perhaps a silly little theme song so the skeptics will see it as a trifle, a distraction from whatever global pandemic might be happening at the time, but entrenched in an underlying truth that believers will recognize and upon hearing it will make them want to lend their support. The van I purchased for you will need to be outfitted as a secret mobile podcasting studio, one that can move from place to place without drawing attention. The assembly of the studio is the reason for the enclosed cash. Spend it freely, yet wisely. I am fortunate to have accumulated great wealth and access to cutting-edge technologies during my life and can provide you with whatever you need when you need it. You will not know who I am until I decide the time is right. This precaution is for your safety as well as mine, but rest assured that I will maintain constant surveillance, keep in constant contact, and will always, as they say, have your back. If, after careful consideration, you choose to decline my offer, as is your prerogative, 
please avail yourself of the enclosed prepaid priority mail envelope to return the enclosed money in its entirety, along with cassette number three unlistened to. And know that I wish you continued happiness in your rather mundane existence, and I shall trouble you no more. But make no mistake, should you think me less than serious about returning the cash and cassette, trust me when I say I can and will find you, and will proceed to, as they say, see you shuffled off this mortal coil through a most dastardly yet totally plausible to the authorities accident, leaving the world one curdy lighter. And that would be a bummer, wouldn't it? If, on the other hand, you show the good sense to accept my generous proposition, then I say welcome aboard and urge you at your earliest convenience to acquire the van, begin the podcast studio conversion, and enjoy tape three. Now, and this time I am serious. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds, so put it down quickly. Oh, almost got you again, didn't I? But I wager you didn't fall for it this time. No fool you twice, shame on me. Excellent. I think this is going to work out nicely for the both of us. Until the next tape, good day to you, my future compatriot. It was decision time. Of course, if you're listening, there is no suspense here, because otherwise we wouldn't be where we are today, me in here and you out there, but together on this adventure. So let's move on to take three. Congratulations, and welcome to the Fold Curdy Clamberwood. You are listening to take three, which can only mean that you have agreed to my plan, and I highly commend you for it. But before I explain my research and its conclusions, I feel I should tell you why I believe you are the man for the job, figuratively and literally speaking. While investigating your background, I perused your scholastic, civic, and employment records, and then happened to find local newspaper articles pertaining to the incredible bowling alley incident you witnessed back in 1986, which I am confident fits into my thesis. Your exposure to something that others would simply discount as mass hysteria, or merely dismiss as an impossible event that just could not happen, in the catbird seat, as I know you will listen to my story with an experientially open mind. Call it fate, call it destiny, call it coincidence or luck, it nevertheless has brought me to you. That being said, it's time to get down to business, the nitty-gritty, the soup and nuts, or as I like to call it, my thesis. Oh, but wait... Let me just change the record to something a bit more mood-appropriate. (laughs) 
let me start by saying that we are not, and let me clarify right at the beginning that by we, I mean all humans, not just you and me, we are not the only sentient life in the universe. While I am sure you've heard this claim made by crackpots and charlatans for decades, I can assure you that my thesis is based on scientific evidence, all of which I place at your disposal. Additionally, I have been able to confirm beyond reasonable doubt that these otherworldly life forms have for centuries visited Earth and are, in fact, presently among us for a fundamentally critical, for them, purpose. By piecing together a string of empirically documented, ultimately undeniable events, I now put forth the following denouement. These other sentient beings, for want of a better, more scientifically accurate taxonomy, are here on Earth looking for a specific, or perhaps several specific, objects. This, or these, items, again, the taxonomy of their civilization might define this differently, would appear to be very important to them. I can imagine what you're thinking. Conjecture might lead you to conclude that this is an easy, not very original theory to adopt, but I can assure you that my work will bear out my findings, and I should add that there is every reason to believe that the faux jewel crown from your bowling alley experience is very likely that, or one of those, objects. At this time, I have not been able to establish the need for, nor intentions of, the searchers, but some of the possible conclusions supported by my work range from the dire threat of the total destruction of the Earth across the spectrum to the less alarming supposition that these beings, while simply consuming a galactic salad, accidentally spilled and thus lost their space croutons. Regardless, through your podcast you will continue to collect anecdotal evidence of other strange and unexplained phenomena which you will forward on to me to verify through my established investigative channels. At the right moment of your own determination, you may reveal my involvement, but not my identity, as I continue to fund our endeavor until we are able to reach the most logical, scientifically-based conclusion and bring the world to consensus regarding any needed response to this extraterrestrial scavenger hunt. Well, I'm guessing this has been a huge helping of is this guy a Mensa dwarfing born ahead of his time genius? or a bunker-dwelling, conspiracy-spinning, mouth-breezing imbecile. So, I shall leave you to digest it in your own time. But I do advise you to move forward with the podcast logistics, and I look forward to our next communication. Sincerely yours, Mr. Nope, not yet. There you have it. Or at least now you know what I know. While I would still prefer to have all the pieces of the puzzle at one time, I have developed a certain level of trust in our mysterious benefactor, as he has come through on his promises so far. I get occasional snail mail communication of the financial and emotional support type. 
I am also sifting through the research files I've been given access to and have forwarded along your stories through proper channels for verification and validation by his group of researchers. While he may still remain a mystery, he has assured me he is quite pleased with our progress so far. Okay then, that's it with this episode of Space Croutons. Keep listening, and if you like what we're doing, tell us. Tell your friends. Tell the world. And remember, we want your stories strange and unexplainable, so send them in. Thanks for listening, and keep peace in your heart until our next story time. It's Space Crouton. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple cute. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add space croutons for lunching with Lucy in the sky. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With space croutons. Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Gala, and Jeff Goodson. Episode 5 story and recording by Jeff. Original music and production by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Jeff. Entire work, copyright 2020, by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio Production.